Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome everybody to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 107. I am your host, Klaus Nightbringer, and my screen is doing it for the third freaking time today. There we go. Let's bring it up into the right area. I should have checked that before. I was going to. Nah, fine. <laughs> Figure it out on the fly. I am joined this week by uh, Sarah Timono, thankfully. <laughs> Glad to have you. And we have Tal is Marvelous. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. Happy Yay, to be here. we back. This, oh, stuck with us. this is a very special episode because not only did we just get um, patch 5.1 dropping on Tuesday... Um, today, if you're watching this live here at twitch.tv slash Radio, this is Extra Life Game Day. We are currently 12 hours and 46 minutes and 32 seconds into a 25-hour stream. Because, yeah, of we, course, it would have to be on this weekend, right? It's always on Leap on the... Uh... It, it's always on uh, Daylight Savings. <sighs> but our podcast has not in the last two years was not on Daylight Savings. Ah. This year it happened to match up, so here we are. And I think this is actually kind of cool. Fair enough. Uh, just for quick clarification, when Klaus says we, he means himself. He's going hardcore on the 25-hour stream. Well, I'm not alone, fortunately. I do have some friends down here with me. Um, we have um, Nicknar here, we have Daltrea here, and we have Renari. I mean, they're actually here in my basement. Tied up in a corner. I mean, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Uh, Renari's playing Overwatch right now. Um, Nick Nar's watching the stream, and Daltre is just kind of chilling in the back. So I've got support, which is, which is That's... something you need to have when you're doing a 25, <laughs> 25 hour stream. You, you do not do these alone. No, at all. You go, you go crazy. Because, like, even, I think we play, like, golf with your friends. I think I played with, like, Wanderer and Emmy one year. And it was, you know, it was 1 o'clock in the morning. We were all drinking and playing golf with your friends. But it made that two or three hours of gaming just a lot easier to have oh, yeah. some support and have extra people around. Well, what's made it go well today was the fact that we were waiting for pizza until about 4 o'clock. I started at 8 this morning, Central Time. And at 4 o'clock, we got the call that our pizza was here. Um, and if you ha if you follow us out on Twitter, you will see that we got a 30-inch monster pizza. That thing is absurdly large. And it's it abs is a testament to something. I don't know what. Deliciousness. Uh, consumerism? Sure, we'll go with that. Well, let's put it this way. <laughs> well, I earned enough loyalty points at the local pizzeria, uh, Jimmy's Pizza here in Hutch. Shout out to Jimmy's. Um, to get that thing for free. So what I'm hearing now is that the pizza companies demand your loyalty. We're already into a cyberpunk dystopia. Hey, if it, if you get free pizza out of it, I'm okay with it. I have I'm an app for Buffalo Wild Wings that has an uncomfortable number of points on it, so I'm right there with you, man. Well, yeah, like, I want to argue with this, but I could go for pizza myself. Pizza and wings for the win. So is that the name of the of this episode? Pizza and wings for the win? Considering <laughs> no. I have pizza as well. No, I think we're going to have to do something Extra Life related because Extra Life is the important thing. That's the reason we're here doing the stream. Um, due to some issues with donations uh, and DDoSing the uh, um, donor drive site, 
there have there were some issues this morning. We're currently at $225 of our $1,000 goal. We are well short, but I'm hoping that uh, things have settled down and that people are still willing to donate. Um, let me put the link in the chat. Man. You can go out to extra-life.org extra and search for Phoenix on Radio, or you can uh, click the link in the, uh, the Twitch chat if you want to join us. Every once in a while, like when there's these donations, whether it's you know, RPG Limit Break or SGDQ or mm -hmm. Extra Life, for whatever reason, a couple hours in, the donation site either gets slammed with people and can't support it, or it gets DDoS, DDoS and, you can't support and it. it's like, guys, like we're trying to be cool here. Can you maybe be cool in response? Right. That'd, be, I, I, that'd be nice. I'd like to hope that it's because oh, a lot of people want to donate and the site just wasn't set up to handle it, but mm -hmm. let me hope. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. today was a confirmed DDoS. So they put some DDoS protection in there. Uh, things uh, stabilize a little bit, and I think people should be able to donate now. So if you guys want to donate, the link is in the chat. Um, it is. It will still be going um, even after the podcast. Uh, we'll be... Uh, Taking donations all the way through December thirty first of the you know end of the year, so we'll be including a link to our uh, extra life um, campaign in the uh, show notes of the podcast as well. So if you have a few bucks you can donate to help some kids, we really would appreciate it. Thanks. Um, you know what? I didn't actually look up any gaming community news because I've been too busy getting ready for extra life. So let me check. Uh... Here's what the community is doing. Extra life. Oh, a lot of us are well, doing extra life. Uh, a stage reborn is doing some. Yes, um, I'm. I know uh, Gamer Escape was going to be doing some uh, extra life streaming. I don't know if the, the Aetherite Radio guys were at all, but uh... I know Fusion was. Yeah, I know Stage Reborn is, and I know that we were. Uh, Kane and Chili also do have extra life campaigns that they are doing. They have a l more modest uh, hundred dollar goal. So if you want to support them, actually, uh, on the Discord, our, our Discord has an Extra Life channel. Um, you can actually go into that and uh, take a look at, uh, you know, the links to ours, Chili's, and Kane's uh, Extra Life. So, um, I'm looking at Nova Crystallis right now. Apparently there is the, uh, the Final Fantasy 15 Dawn of the Future novel will release in English next year. I think we had talked a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago about the Japanese release. That was months ago. It was that long ago that there was, they yeah. were getting a release like this fall? Something like that. And I think, um, yeah, I'm surprised that the U.S. release took this long. Yeah, apparently it's scheduled to release June 23rd of 2020. That's insane. Yep. It's going to include... Yeah, I don't know why they're waiting this long, especially when, frankly, the hype around 15 it's is dying. basically it's gone. Yeah. And the longer they're taking to trickle this out, it's kind of concerning. But it will have yeah. the stories if for I... episode Arden, episode Aranea, episode Lunafreya, and episode Noctis, alongside over 50 pages worth of full-color images and concept art. If I had to guess, some other delay crept into things that they don't have any control over. Maybe it was the print version of um, the Lost Storm or whatever the heck it's called, the manga that they just did. Maybe. The 14 manga. Like, maybe they wanted to do a print version of that, and that was taking off really well. Which, by the way, if you haven't read it, it's really super good. There hmm. is a Final Fantasy XIV manga. Interesting. 
I haven't heard anything new about the uh, casting for uh, the Final Fantasy XIV live action show yet, but uh... though the like the not Father of Light show, the new one that yeah, the one that's maybe very on similar somehow. No, yeah, the, the, the one that's take, actually t- going to be taking place within Eorzea. Yeah, the newest one. Yeah. I've heard. I every once in a while I'll see like the really slowpoke news sites will like repost an anime news network article about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great, we know. You got new information about that? No? Okay, fine. But I get really so super excited for like three seconds, then I'm like, oh. I edited this article. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, there really hasn't been much news with uh within with the exception of patch five point one, to be honest with you, within the Final Fantasy universe at this point. I mean, there have been a few things about um like uh Chantoto gets a wedding dress in uh, Decidia NT. Whoop de doo. I didn't realize that Chantoto was getting married. No, like it's in one of the things of her profiles. One of her only regrets is that she never actually did get married. Mm. So now she's going to get married to uh, one of the warriors of uh, um, K- of um, whichever not, not... one she can crush, I suppose. Oh, okay. So, like you know, it's going to be a group wedding, and it's going to be ha 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 ha. Uh, whichever one she crushes with colossal might, pretty much. That will be her special night. <laughs> well, that's how she would say it. Come on, give me a break. Yes, I'm aware. Yeah. Like Ted points, but also I hate you and myself a little. Now. <laughs> Ten points for Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, sure. They don't get enough love. I'm Bloody actually badgers are pretty badass. I'm I'm actually a Hufflepuff in this uh, Hogwarts mystery game, so yeah. Cause Hufflepuff is kind of cool. Cause everybody wants to be a freaking uh, Gryffindor. Come on. All right. Um, I, I will save you a lot of ranting on this subject. <laughs> what are you? A Slyth- are you a secret Slytherin? No. Sarah's a secret Slytherin. Hufflepuff. They're the ones who aren't dicks. I follow the very Potter musical logic for picking houses, so... Okay, explain. Uh, everybody looks like a good guy goes into Gryffindor, everybody looks like a bad guy goes into Slytherin, and anyone else can go wherever the hell they want. Hmm. Well, everybody who has ADHD goes into Hufflepuff. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? I don't know. Thank you for the setup. That was actually one of the lines from the musical. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was terrible we're bad all right and and we should feel bad so moving on since there's not much else in the gaming community news go support your favorite uh gaming community supporters help us support uh, extra life and now for something completely different um who wants to lead the discussion today i, I mean, nominate sarah sarah sir. you've been nominated <laughs> are there any seconds uh, far too many of them in every minute of this. Love you, buddy. Sorry. Woo! Sorry, not sorry. It's fine. I like actually went through and compiled the notes on the stuff. So you did. Uh, Thank you for that. Yeah. Since, like I said, since I spent so much time trying to prep for this uh, extra life uh, campaign, I'm leaning on Sarah and Talas to kind of lead this episode a little bit. So, so I can maybe take yeah. a nap. So yes, <laughs> we got a patch. 
uh, we had people logging in at 3 a.m. for the usual housing rush on these things. Good for them. Speaking of which, did anybody need to get a house? Uh, I already had one I'm happy with. Nah. I I didn't need to get a large house for my personal, so I figured... Uh, I think for the most part, personal ones, uh, sales are still restricted. If you already have one, though, you can move. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people were saying that no, it looked like there was still stuff going unclaimed, so they may actually be starting to reach the saturation point that they want. At least every FC that wants one can yeah, get one. Yeah, I had Possibly. seen in the new wards there were still probably a, there's on, at least on Hyperion there is approximately forty or fifty houses. Last time I checked, small houses throughout the different uh, subdivisions and such. Yep. So this is something they're continuing to monitor, and we'll see what we get as time goes on. Uh, but yes, we have a patch 5.1. We have a lot of stuff in that patch. Uh, so let's see, we've got new content. We have our continuing of the MSQ, which we'll be avoiding spoilers for now. Exactly. Right. Though if, you were, uh, if you were watching this morning or the first nine or so hours of the stream, you saw me run through it, and it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, we do know that we have uh, the new dungeon, the Grand Cosmos. Uh and other than that, without getting into spoilers, it felt like it, a lot of it was kind of table setting, prepping stuff that's going to be important later on. Uh, I didn't feel like there was quite as much in terms of like, oh my gosh, moments, though there was some good stuff. But Lava was more, okay, I see how it looks like they're going to be using this later kind of thing. It was a, it was the dungeon that showed us like, oh, this is what dungeons may look like in the future without necessarily like, Hey, we're we're really changing dungeons to be different, or frankly, phoning it in. Which I've seen some dungeons that I'm like, did you just hit randomize dungeon and just upload it? Like, yes, <laughs> it didn't look like you did much there. But this one was really good. It's a chili has joined us. <laughs> Damn hey, dirty chili. dwarf, get out of here! <laughs> shoot, shoot. The dungeon itself I uh, found rather charming. Uh, just a general environment. A lot. This again, we had the option for trusts, and so there was a lot of fun interactions between the various uh, characters. Oh, you didn't. You didn't run. You ran it with trusts instead of with other players. Yeah, I mean, I figured I'd uh, get a chance to run with other players eventually, so I might as well go for the trust and see what they say about things. I did it with both, and I specifically did it with both because if you do it by talking to the trusts outside the entrance you get a different group of people than if you go through the menu. Mm -hmm. this, is actually I, this is actually something I'll be touching on later, but yeah. Oh, okay, cool. We'll go in there later then. Yep. I was just waiting for Belle to come down the stairs. <laughs> and and, and, and the, the little jar with the rose in it. Where was that? Yeah. I didn't see it. The uh, Lakeland Elves do have a kind of a French flair to them, and this place definitely felt a little Palace of Versailles at times. And, and where was Gaston? No one. He was eating Gaston. five dozen eggs. He'll be there later. <laughs> but now he eats six dozen eggs. Because he's roughly the size of a barge. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we have our new alliance raid. Uh, the Copied Factory is part of the Yorha Dark Apocalypse. That apparently Sarah has run about a thousand times. Uh, I got this on my first run. You bastard. Never mind. I'm that so angry. <laughs> that is the general reaction I've gotten. I am on at least one person's enemies list now. Well, my, my issue is the fact that those uh, that the uh, um, tops look so much better on females than on males. Eh. Especially the aiming top. 
I don't know. I th thought some of like uh, Spender has the healing top, and I totally would take the male version of that over the female version. I've I I did get the the uh, the the jack or the coat of healing, but uh, mm. like I said, on a on my character, it looks like a chonky jacket. On my retainer, who is also a bard, it looks fucking amazing, and it's not fair. We may just have different taste on this. No, seriously, on my, on my Highlander, it looks like a chunky jacket, and it, it's it's huh? not not flattering at all. I think you have to put it on now. I don't have it. It's on my retainer. It's and whose it's, fault yeah, is that? Don't 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 run over to the bell. It's fine. No, we're not. Run, I'm not moving, and that's another great thing about <laughs> having this patch. We don't have to move. Oh yeah, hey guys, we don't get <laughs> randomly kicked. Oh, and the uh, the instancing is gone. Yes, yep. the instances that's are really gone. Handy. Yep, that's a standard. Okay, the new stuff's been out for long enough. We don't have to worry about congestion quite as much. And the fact we that uh, we the uh, um, the train um, tome capping is is now done too. Yep, my uh, my roommate uh, he also plays. He was in Yule Moore. He's like, "Holy crap! There's a ton of people in here." And I'm like, "Yeah, there's not three instances anymore." Yep, it's like it's the, all AFKers in one. the AFKers haven't been booted. Yeah, which I'm okay with. But everybody was yeah. was uh, you know cheating by you know engaging the etherite or the summoning bell. Yep. And now there's just a ton of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which but we all have something to spend Goetia on for a change, so that's nice. We do. Woo. I haven't looked. I'm being, I, not really. Oh. <laughs> there's some items that you can craft. That's about it. Oh. Well, I, I do. Ha I do finally have a level eighty crafter. But holy shit. I can we can we talk about that right now? Because I know uh, that. Sure. Or do you want to yes. continue on the Yorha? Uh, let's let's continue on Yorha. And we'll get into crafting. Let's in a Yorha, second. but yeah, we'll definitely want to talk about crafting. There's some big changes. Huge there. changes. Okay, so Yorha. Oh yeah. Uh, again, no spoilers, but uh, holy shit. Yeah, I haven't actually played the near game, so Neither I did. Neither am I. As there was still was a lot of cool stuff. It's like, okay, this is neat music. This is a fun fight. But I was not having the, oh my god, I'm crying at this kind of thing that a bunch of my friends were. Me, I, I was. Like I heard, that. Go ahead. That's what I heard is either there's Easter eggs everywhere and it's an amazing emotional experience, or you're just like, yep, this is a 24 man dungeon. I mean, it was pretty cool. I love the characterization of like the way that some of the various uh, robots were engaging with and discussing the party that second fight where you're split onto the three pads i had a great time with yeah i think the splitting of the the splitting of the alliances is something that they i mean they started it in crystal tower and it's been really really good to see it's nice that it's not so heavy-handed like there was one in i think it was the first or second 24 man from stormblood where it was like if you were in group c it was just a straight up longer path to get somewhere. Oh mm. yeah, when you, the underwater bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was, was like, that was a little much, but it also did have the neat little bits of lore in there. That was nice. Oh no, the lore is absolutely worth yeah. it. But when you're like, <laughs> guys, it's Monday night. It's eleven fifteen. We gotta go. You know, like everybody's saying, it. oh, you mean the Robo Dick Boss? Uh, and yes, yeah. we we mean we mean the upside down hanging phallus boss. That is an oh amazing God. fight, though, but uh, 2P totally hacks. Yes, I believe 2P has been shown to be at the top of, like, pretty much all parses. And and she takes no damage, so she hacks. God mode. 
This just shows the superiority of these machine life forms. Yeah, she still takes all the damage at the end, but yeah. No more. We'll let it go. Um, the one thing that I, my first experience with it was, it, this was a, a holy shit uh, bullet hell moment in that first boss. Oh, yeah. I actually did pretty well with that and even did a couple grazes by accident, so I felt pretty badass at the end. But it does feel like it's a little more asking for some of those dodging skills than previous ones have. Yeah, I, my first time through it, I spent... It, it reminded me a lot of our first run in uh, Titan... Um, yeah, Eden 4. That, that Titan run there. How Chili and I, we, we got through the fight, but we spent it three-quarters of the time dead. Hmm. So, yeah, is, it, it was fun. Is this, where, is this where one traditionally delivers the get good scrub? Sure. I am not familiar with these ways. <laughs> no, it was me just going in blind. Get good scrub. And just, you know, learning it. The second run went much better. Mm -hmm. So, I did learn. But, yeah, I think expectations are already high just because, it, like... Everyone I talked to, again, who was at all familiar with the source material was really happy with it, had a great time. So it's making me feel like I should go and uh, play through Nier. I guess it, it was a really well done and, and um, excitingly designed and actually somewhat challenging uh, instance. And I, I think that uh, uh, Yoko Taro knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward um, to the next two. Yeah. One thing that I also appreciated was after the initial thing, as the storyline continues, you are given the opportunity to explore the place, which oh. the number of times I've been uh, in a raid and been like, this is a really interesting thing. Being able to actually go through and explore afterwards was something I did not realize how much I wanted. Yeah, it was really neat. Well, and plus, you know, there's actually something to do in there. Yep. You have to find things and do them. There is something we are investigating and... I am interested to see where they're going with that and how, especially how something like this is going to fit into the uh, Aorzean or I guess Norbrantian what? setting. You guys aren't going to comment on that? What? <laughs> I honestly, I watched somebody play through the raid on a stream. I haven't actually played through it personally no. yet. You guys totally I, missed I it. Sorry, never mind. I missed what Klaus said. Exactly. I was just like, seriously, you got, you guys let that slide? You know what? We have a low-hanging fruit requirement here on the show, and we've already hit it for the day, so we're moving forward. Hey, uh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, so, yeah, if you have not done it, <clears throat> Talos, you should go do it. I'm done. Uh, and this one in particular... Even uh, quite a bit into it, there were lots of people who I'm pretty sure were running just for the outfit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one that I am wearing... Let me go ahead and woo. Uh, it is uh, three copies of the coffer containing the full outfit dropped from the final boss. Many people have noticed that the uh, pants of it give the long-awaited butt sliders that we have wanted, or some kind of equivalent there. Yeah. Like, this is why I heard people raving about and saying they were going to run it over and over for. And the thing is, it's, it's gender unlocked. Everybody yep. looks the same. Thickness is for everyone. Yes. Everybody gets a booty. Excellent. Get down with a thickness. 
I got a sickness for the. I'm done. I'm just done. <laughs> I appreciate you going as far as you did, though. Not gonna lie. And Chili says that you can dye the panties. Because of, of course, course Chili can. says that. Of course you can. One would expect no less. <laughs> Got to have everything match. Woo. All right. Um, so let's see. Uh, we have uh, also new content, The Minstrel's Ballad, Hades' Elegy, which I haven't done at all, but Spender's been running all day and been raving about. Uh, he said, like, there's a lot of mechanics, but once you've actually learned them, it's not too bad. Yeah. And it's just, uh, apparently a really fun fight. I unlocked it right away, but I have not set foot in yet. Because, like I said, it's... I haven't uh, found a group that I want to run with quite yet, but I'm sure I can. I'll find some people and we'll give it a try. Hopefully, they will forgive my scrub ass and we will uh, clear it after about oh three weeks, because I am a scrub. <laughs> Be nicer to yourself. No, I'm fine, but I I still need to get the damn Titania mount. Yep. Okay, so Chili agreed to carry me. Apparently, thank you, Chili. <laughs> but yes. As with any other X-Fight, lots of uh, interesting mechanics, lots of fun stuff that kind of reflects uh, story-wise what was going on in the fight. Uh, I know a bit of the details, but I suppose we're leaving that off for the moment. Exactly. For now. Yeah. Anyone who really wants to can look up a guide easily enough. Yep. Um, New Game Plus, um, we have yeah. that. I Again, something I unlocked but have not started yet. I'm yep. not sure if people are really going to be doing much on it. Um, maybe the, the few that really want to re-experience re the story without having to roll a whole new character. But I've heard some folks talk about how they've been like doing a lot of it. This is very much a... There was like a class of people that we're looking for. Folks who do want to re-experience those things. A lot of the people who do really deep dives on lore, stuff like that. And for them, it's a godsend. Mm -hmm. There's stuff that you just... That was just really hard to see again otherwise. And being able to go back, review those things, stuff like that. How am I supposed to do MSQ B-plot stuff out of Heaven's Word now? Like, that's going to take forever. But now it's like, oh, I get to go through and actually enjoy that and read everything and watch everything. Yep. And since we already know the story, we're going to get to see the story in a different way. Whenever you hit yep. a narrative for a second time, whether it's film or book or whatever, you're going to get a different story out of it. Yeah, I think the uh, good point that you make there, for people who felt like they had to rush through because they wanted to catch up, this is a chance to go back and enjoy it at a gentler pace and get to actually see a lot of the stuff that people were talking about for uh, the story and the like. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, we have the new Beast Tribe, uh, the Pixies. We have a group specifically referred to as the Dream Spinners, who are doing all sorts of shenanigans within a pixie realm of dreams. Okay, they are amazing. I'm going to say it. They are amazing. The Pixies? Yes. It sounds like this time around they've managed to hit the right note of they are making mischief and doing all sorts of tricksy stuff, but the players don't hate them. No, they we don't hate them. And if you... I'm in the, um, I've advanced a couple times already, you know, and, uh, the, the zone you get, the instant zone, it's okay. For one, it's not a single player instant, which is very nice. Um, but when, as you progress through their storyline, more stuff goes in there and it is so much fun. And as, yeah. uh, um, 
culinarians or epicureans, I suppose, you guys would appreciate it because it, it's basically like a whole bunch of sweet treats and just, it's so cool. Excellent. R Renari just unlocked that first bit today and his uh, um, expression as he was playing around in there was just, it was pure joy. It was, it was hilarious and amazing to watch. Um, so, like I said, I, I can't recommend it high enough. Plus, the experience is amazing. Yeah, it does seem like the experience point rewards are a lot higher than I remembered from previous Beast Tribes. Yeah, at level 79, I was getting 3.4 million XP per quest. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. But you only get three a day. This is something I, uh, we saw in a lot of the various changes. It seems like there's lots of stuff uh, in this patch where XP uh, points are increased, where there's lots of catch-up mechanics, where they're trying to make it a bit less of a slog. That seemed to be a recurring theme. Yeah. It definitely helped me get my Red Mage to 80, so... Woo, Which I did, this, I did that today, actually, finished, and uh, got this swanky new coat. Mm -hmm. But the Very hat, nice. holy shit, is that horrible. The new Red Mage hat is absolutely abysmal. I'm sorry, designers. You, you, you tried, but yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, strong words from a man who loves his hats. Yes. You, who usually wears uh, sunglasses and is wearing a hat just because it is the hat. This is the hat. <laughs> uh, and the other, uh, let's see, the other... Uh, Major-ish. I guess that actually ties in a bit more with crafting and gathering. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Well, Kaishir, uh, the yeah. the new custom deliveries client. Yeah, we'll, we'll deal with him a little bit yeah, more we'll as we get that. to the crafting bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, one other thing I wanted to... So with the new Game Plus, they added a couple other new systems that are seem to have been brought in mostly for that, but have applications elsewhere. Uh, they've uh, added a new instance difficulty adjustment for MSQ duties, which... Anytime when you're on New Game Plus, or when you're going through the MSQ for the first time, if you fail a duty, you're allowed, you're given the option to adjust the difficulty, whether you want to keep it where it is, go to an easier version with your uh, standard echo, or a much, much easier version with a stronger echo, changes to enemy behaviors and other stuff like that. <laughs> duty. So for people who very much are just in it to see the story and uh, don't want to uh, stress about the other stuff, they're uh, adding a bit more of those tools. Also useful for people who are going through the MSQ again and just happen to be struggling with this one bit and just want to move along. And there are bits where, I mean, it can be quite tricky for, for certain people, and that's understandable. So it's nice that they're allowing to tweak the difficulty if you if you really are struggling. Yeah. A lot of it seems to be uh, going again with the, like, hey, we want people to be able to enjoy the story and enjoy the general stuff. And if you want a more challenging experience, then we have options available for you. But we're not going to force everyone into that. And we're, and we're not going to, you know, keep you from being able to continue on if you're having issues dealing with certain content. Like, maybe some people have uh, internet lag issues. Some people have, you know, um, input lag issues or, or whatever. So, I mean, there's there's different reasons that people would have a problem or a difficulty in getting through a, a specific uh, instance. So being able to adjust the difficulty, you know, after a couple of tries is really nice. It, it's really, you know, adding into the accessibility options for the game. Well, especially for something like MSQ, where, like, if it's okay, you can't beat... 
Titan Extreme because you're on Wi-Fi on a PS3. Hashtag oddly specific. <laughs> you know, like, sure, that's fine. It's annoying, but it's not the end of the game. But if you're just stuck in MSQ because you're on a toaster of a computer or you have crap Wi-Fi or one of my FC mates has like two gigs of high speed data a month. And he's like, I had to drop my static because it's like, oh, sorry, guys, it's Thursday of week three. I don't have data anymore. Ouch. Like, he just like he just straight up can't do stuff. He's a great crafter, by the way, because uh, that doesn't require a lot of super fast connection. True. But when you would you just want to get through stuff? And hardware-wise, or skill-wise, or you know, somebody like me who can't look at flashing things for too long. Like mm. sometimes you just can't do the thing. So we adjust the difficulty down. You play through it, and you continue moving on with the narrative of the story because it's a Final Fantasy game. The story is a lot of why we're here. Hashtag Titan landslides. Yeah, so many landslides. <laughs> I mean, that... just blue screen for no apparent reason. And there he weird. went. And you disappeared. Uh, am I back yet? Because I can hear you. I hear you, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Oh, so we didn't. I guess oh. I didn't even realize you were gone, but you just disappeared from the game. Yeah, my computer boots up very quickly. Good. Gotcha. Yay! <laughs> well, come back in soon. We'll see you yep. shortly. Um, let's see. So I'm waiting for you. I suppose while you're loading up the uh, episode show notes again. I've got them here. Jeez, that is fast. Either that or, <laughs> or we just didn't notice. <laughs> Um, so Sarah's um, building my computer. Got so it. So the uh, the other thing that no, I, uh, Sarah actually bought that uh, secondhand from uh, another Final Fantasy fourteen player who found a bunch of them online. Sweet. Wasn't that what it was? And then you would you would ask me uh, if it was a good deal, Sarah. Rip. Okay. I guess rip. <laughs> Question mark. Anyway. <sighs> um. Uh, so yeah, the battle system changes. Um, that we went through these pretty in detail two weeks ago, but we, now that we've actually seen them and we're actually pushing buttons and seeing them in-game to, to what they do... I have to so comment, cool. though, really quick. I have to comment hmm. because we actually got called out in the YouTube video for, for, for being terrible at uh, telling the job changes. Okay. Just, just saying, you know, that we, apparently we we did a horrible job at explaining uh, the the different job systems. I mean, I and I fully ag admit that I am not knowledgeable in most jobs. I I know how to push certain buttons. I don't remember what they're called, unless it's barred stuff, and I remember most of it. But I still can't tell you everything. I just know push buttons, get do damage, get candy. <laughs> so, uh, YouTube commenter. Why don't you join us at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio and every other Saturday night and join us in chat. Let and, us know uh, what's going on, yeah. Yeah, G give us uh, give us that heads up. You could do I mean, that. I'll tell you what, we I do appreciate, you know, somebody, you know, if we're if there's a major issue with uh, the information we're putting out there, I mean, we don't want to promote any false information, but we don't also claim to be experts in everything. We do our best. All right, can you hear me? Hey, welcome we back. Can. There we are. The my the connection went weird for a bit. I think I'm good. What was happening? Uh, we were jumping into battle system changes now. Oh, uh, so did, did you mention about trust scenario mode? Because that was the other thing we wanted to mention. Uh, no, I'll let you explain so, that. 
other thing uh, tying in with a lot of the story stuff with uh, being able to re-experience the story is they did add a scenario mode to trust where once all your trusts are max level, you are able to repeat those trust dungeons using your original MSQ options. So for those of you who are eternally thirsty for the Crystal Exarch, you can bring him through <laughs> Holminster Switch over and over and over again. All right, so basically something that I will never, ever see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I really like playing with uh, Crystal Exarch as one of your party members. It's he plays a little differently. His dialogue is a little bit different because his perspective is going to be way different than, say, Fancred's. So playing with him is actually kind of fun. I don't know. I just can't be bothered to to spend that much time leveling up the six different characters. It's tough. I mean, if you're leveling all your jobs, it helps. Well, level all your jobs. I would rather level them up through MSQ Roulette. <sighs> More experience, faster. 13 million experience in all 45 right. minutes. So yes, battle system changes. Yes, so let's ho hopefully our uh, explanation of the battle system changes is better this week. Let's see. <laughs> All right. So first off, you, you missed that whole thing, Sarah. We I was telling I was talking to Talas because we had a comment on the last uh, episode YouTube video about how bad we did on explaining that in the patch notes. All right. Let's see if my uh, summary is a little bit better. Then. Yes. Let's see. And oh, also, and I didn't know you. Oh, there. You, oh, I was gonna say I didn't realize you turned into a dwarf. <laughs> Why is there a dwarf here? And you may want to change. But there you go. I'm working on it. <laughs> Gave Chili Those a show. Those kinds of pictures are only available to subscribers to our Patreon. After dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, first off, some general changes. Uh, across the board, tanks got increased duration on their damage-reducing abilities, and that roll action reprisal is now AoE effective. Oh, Chili, you didn't um, have to leave. Range DPS uh, all got reduced... Uh, recast time on their party damage reducing ability, so like Troubadour, uh, Shield, Samba, the like. And then the healers uh, get more frequent rescues, the trolling bastards. <laughs> Did you use it a lot? Uh, I've had it used on me a lot. Well, you because you, you play with troll healers. Yep. Spender did once rescue me into the Leviathan Gap just for the lulz and because we were not in any danger. <laughs> Spender? Thank you. Good job. Checks in the mail. Don't encourage him. <laughs> oh my god. You totally missed uh, that, didn't you? <sighs> so, uh, Monk, Monk had its rock breaker changed from a cone to AOE, which is kind of nice. It was the only cone. It may have been one of the only uh, cone abilities left, and mixed with the other stuff Overpower. that was more of a traditional AOE, it was difficult to use. Overpower is still a cone. Yeah. Uh, Ah, right. Uh, Mantra's effect was reduced, and Anatman, which is the one that pauses the Grease Lightning expiration, has been changed to no longer be off uh, global cooldown. Ant-Man? So that's, that's uh, thrown a little bit of a wrench into people's rotations on that. What about the Wasp? Dragoon has uh, had... He's ignoring uh, me. Yes. <laughs> Had its uh, Blood of the Dragon recast time reduced and potency buffs to the various Blood of the Dragon uh, dragon attacks. So giving a little more power to uh, those phases there. 
Any dragoons or monks out there, uh, if you can want to tell us how you enjoy these changes so far? Actually, anybody, uh, if you want to yeah. comment on that in the chat, we'd like to hear how you enjoy those changes because those are jobs that we don't play. Yeah. Ninja had a lot of changes. They had potency buffs for most of their attacks, including very large buffs to their ninjutsu. Uh, simplified the rotation a little bit, taking Shadow Fang out of the uh, progression tree and making it into its own attack. Uh, ninjutsu is now operating via a charge system, so you can do two ninjutsu back to back. The Ninki gauge abilities are weaker, but they can be used with 50 gauge instead of 80. And Trick Attack no longer needs to be landed from the back to give its uh, vulnerability increasing effect, which yep. I think is going to make a lot of people happier. Positionals are really getting uh, phased out in this game. Yeah, it. Uh, po yeah, positionals were removed from a couple items on Ninja as well. It does seem like they're mostly limiting positionals to a couple specific classes. Uh, Monk and Dragoon, so far, it seems like. I mean, I I understand it because you know positionals, especially in a lot of high high movement fights, can be very difficult. But right. um, I think it also it, having positionals, you know, makes the jobs have a little bit of a different feel. And, and, and makes you really focus on, you know, making sure that you are, you know, focused, you know, on making sure to do optimal damage by paying attention to where the boss is and having full raid awareness of everything around you. But, I mean, I, I understand, you know, not everybody has the ability to get that in-depth of focus, so. Yeah, and it's something where... I think it's well more of a, if you want to be doing positionals, these are the uh, classes for that. If it's something that makes you tear your hair out, here's others you can use. Talos, I just realized that you dyed that green. Instead of dyed what it, green? Your top. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just noticed that it was dyed green, because I, I still have it in the red. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it was just like, no worries. wow, that's uh, that's the one from the thing. Is Yeah, it is. He just yeah. dyed it, so had to comment. Uh, for Samurai, uh, Shoha now requires three stacks of Meditate that are gained from the meditation action as well as executing Iajutsu moves. Uh, I wasn't quite... My Samurai still level 70, so I wasn't quite as familiar with how uh, this went, but it sounded like this is uh, something that, again, makes it a little hard to integrate into the rotation. Uh, it also had its recast time uh, brought up to 20 seconds. A lot of these seem to be going... Uh, these changes for uh, these jobs seem to be moving away from a little bit of those very strong bursts of damage. It's definitely more sustained as opposed to it being average, 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 holy shit, and then back to average for the next 25 seconds. Instead, right. it's just more consistent, which is really helpful um, because some, as I know Chili can attest to this, you know, early Realm Reborn monks, like, you lose your stacks, you might as well just die. Like it's you're pretty much worthless for the next minute. Like it's really hard when at level fifty. Now it's not so bad. Yeah, go ahead, Chili. But, come, come on in. Uh, if you want to talk about monk for samurai, um, being able to hit your meditates a lot easier um, and being able to get into Shoha a lot faster has been nice for just consistently putting out better numbers overall. If you look at individual like instances of 10 or 15 seconds at a time your damage might appear to be down but when you look at your damage over 60 seconds or 120 seconds damage is actually a little bit better not a ton but again consistency over time 
versus super spiky damage over shorter bursts of time. Okay. Um, I'm just going to put a pin on that for just a second. We got Chili joining us. Uh, he wants to talk about some of the monk changes since he's a uh, monk main in his uh, statics. So, hey, Chili, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, and that man changed. Oh, you should have seen the drama on the first day on the, uh, the balance discord. It was crazy. I um, saw a lot of people ranting and it was like, I want no part of this and went to do something else. Basically, you would use it as part of your starter because that opener, because that way you didn't have to use perfect balance. You could get your four stacks without it. And that way you could then do dragon kick, bootshine, dragon kick, bootshine for the extra potency. But now um, with the changes that you have to now use perfect balance? No, you can do it, but the problem is it delays all your GCD by one. So you don't hmm. time all your abilities with the rest of the party as well. Okay. Because yeah. you've delayed your, everything you do by one attack now. A surprising number of changes were changing something to no longer be off the GCD, which yeah. really sounds like such a tiny thing, but it can be a huge interruption in that tempo and in making things line up. Yeah, it's annoying. I I don't. I still don't. Even though I know it's ten percent less damage, I still don't use it because I I don't like the way it feels. I know it does more damage, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like something that's fun. Hmm. I don't yeah. like standing there for ten seconds before attacking. Yeah, that doesn't sound like much fun. Well, three or four seconds, should we say? It's well, just like in chilly seconds. That's a, a year. That's a, a year. I want to be second, yeah. <laughs> Three seconds of ex is an eternity. Yeah. In related news, chilly is tens of thousands of years old. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, there's no no way to prove I'm not. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right. <laughs> Cool. Thanks, for the, thanks for that uh, feedback, Chili. Uh, no again, without playing these dolls as much, for some of them, you can see, okay, this is what the, uh, this is what it's doing, this is what it seems to do, but without actually playing it, it's hard to know how that actually impacts. Exactly, exactly. So, also, for Monk, we don't have as many positionals now at like ATS as we used to, really. Yes, we still have the positionals on the attacks, but because of the amount of um, positional removing abilities now, it's kind of easy to abuse that. Because mm. uh, you've got your two stacks of True North, and they also changed Riddle of Earth to when you take damage for 30 seconds, you don't need positionals. Hmm. Interesting. So, you and Riddle of Earth is a 60 second um, buff, but only when you get take damage, it reduces it to 30. So what you do is you pop it at the start of the battle if you know there's like a raid AoE. Okay. Um, then you've got 60 seconds to be hit. Um, but it still goes down the countdown, so by the time you get hit, chances are it's back almost back up again. So if you uh, are good on your timing, you can practically chain them together. Yeah. Similar right. to what really like cool. Warden's Peon does uh, for Bard yeah. as far as avoiding uh, debuff And or if you something. screwed up a little bit, you've got a true north that you can you know, pop in between. Nice. Um, Very cool. In fact, for the, new extreme, for the new extreme, I actually scare my healer because I won't tell all the mechanics, but you all know the normal mechanic with the, the, the puddles that drop, right? Right. Yes. I run to the first puddle and get hit, so that way I can keep running around the boss without any positionals or an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely had moments of that. I was like, I need to take some damage. I need to take some damage. Hit me! <laughs> uh, can so, yeah, I really? Some of the monk changes. No. Oh. Well, you, you said. Don't hit me. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hopefully oh. that was some help. No, thank I, you. Thank you we appreciate no that. And if you have anything else that you want to help to explain that you might know more about than uh, us. I mean, you're more than welcome to always jump in and, and say hi. So just appreciate We appreciate you, your support and uh, 
you being around. So thank you much. Go donate to my extra life. Go bye. Bye. All right. Thank you, Chili. Um, Bard is uh, has gotten some party buff effects on its songs. The effects are relatively minor. Yeah, they are, but they're nice to have. Yeah, and it's something that across an eight-man party does start to build yep. up, and it's making people feel a little more like they're starting to move Bard back into kind of a support role type thing. Uh, Bard does have that tension between the people who really want it to be the big DPS rangery type and those who want see it as more of a supporting uh, singing role. I will say that you know I did enjoy you know the, the 5.0 Bard um, getting a little bit of the damage boost, but I really did miss the uh, the, the party synergy that we had with the songs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at this point, we get a, a slight um, nerf to our dots. Yeah, the dots went down. Some of the direct attacks went up a little bit, but the dots, uh, given the number of ticks they go, even a little nerf ends up hurting them a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about uh, a 20 to 25% uh, uh, potency nerf. Right. Which, and that's a lot. Uh It adds up, but, you know, the one that, that helps us a lot, Sidewinder got a boost. Um, Apex Arrow got a, a pretty big boost. I mean, it went from uh, 500 to 600 when it's yep. fully charged. So, I mean, that's quite a bit. I mean, so you'll get it, more 30,000 plus uh, hits per enemy, and it's it's uh, a, a line AoE. It sounds like uh, the focus was moving uh, moved a little uh, from have dots on everything and the dots will eat them to death to the dots will supply your uh, special attacks and you need to be you want to be hitting all those various procs. Correct. Um, though I do wish we had a way to dot a little bit easier, you know, a la Bane that the summoner has. The dream. That would be one nice thing to have. I mean, and, and th- at that point they could cut the dot potency in half. If we, if, what if we could do uh, um, like uh, our um off gcd aoe and and that spreads the the dots to the other mobs i mean that would be amazing mm-hmm. but yeah i know they're not going to do that yeah <laughs> uh, i'm dreaming dancer and dancer and machinist both got potency boosts across the board i think it was pretty much just potency increases i and no reductions and aside from that earlier mentioned one of the shielding ability recast i don't think there were any other changes black mage I've had friends tell me that it's like really well balanced and apparently so because the only change to that one was a quality of life one where the triple cast status icon now displays a number for how many free casts you have left. Yay! Which, which I mean, I actually kind of like, I can't tell you the number of times I'm mean, like, okay, I've got it for the flare, the second flare, and then the, wait, did I have another one? Crap! Did I have another one? I don't know. Hit button didn't work. Oh shit. AOE move. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Floor tank. Profit. Pretty much. Yeah, you're like, well, that didn't happen. But now I look down and go, oh, I have two. Sweet. Yep. Uh, Summoner got uh, some potency buffs. Uh, looks like they simplified the battle flow of it a bit. The ruination status that boosts the damage of ruined uh, spells has been removed. So there's not as, again, not as much concern with trying to inflict a big burst of damage while this status is up. Uh, the pet basic attacks were weakened. The pet special attacks, the eggy assaults, uh, got some incredible potency boosts, but are now also on the global cooldown. So it looks like, again, similar to with the other DPS, where they're moving a little bit more towards that steady damage and a little bit away from that big burst. Uh, All pet attacks are now magic attacks, which for uh, encounters where, for instance, there's a magic vulnerability or physical vulnerability, summoners will now be consistently dealing magic damage with everything instead of having a mix. 
that's uh, fair. That actually makes it a lot easier to know where your damage is coming from. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, White Mage and Scholar, I didn't see any really significant-looking changes. It looked like there were some minor adjustments. Asylum has a slightly larger area of effect. Uh, some stuff with the timing of uh, when Seraph's stuff go starts casting. And that fairies, will, if you tell them to follow you, they won't cast Embrace on things anymore. You skipped my Red Mage. Uh, oh, sorry, yes. Red Mage got potency <laughs> buffs on some moves, and Acceleration, now instead of just giving that uh, guaranteed Verstone or Verifier uh, to the next uh, uh, spell cast, uh, will affect the next three relevant spell casts. Yes, it's very nice, actually. I mean, it yep. really does help you build up your uh, your white and black mana real, real fast, so you can uh, go in there and do your super slashy stuff much faster. Yep. Uh, it does specifically, instead of just being on the next spell cast, it only looks at spells that could potentially have that proc, which is nice. Uh, and it does go for three of them, including Verholy and Verflare. If uh, you're using those, it can proc the special effect there, too. Yep. Which is very uh, nice. Slightly longer. I think the recast time on it was doubled, but it gives you something like 15 seconds? Uh, you've got the bar on D Duration uh, is, uh, is uh, increased from 10 to 20 seconds. Recast so 20 time se is uh, 35 to 55 seconds. Yes. So 20 seconds to get those three used up, which seems eminently reasonable from when I was trying it out. Earlier. Yeah, I mean, especially if you, like, cast it on the... Uh, use it on the last one so you can get your last bit of uh, black mana up, lunge in there, do your, 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 your three things, flip back, and then you can use one on a Verholy. Uh, Astrologian got some potency boosts and some MP cost reductions. I know I've heard a lot of people complain about Astrologian, so it may be that they've, they're viewing it as being in kind of a weak spot right now. Uh, they did change Collective Unconscious. That's the one that creates a, a dome, where now it gives... So it gives both a damage reduction effect and a regen effect, but which one persists even after the dome is gone now depends on which sect is up. So it's a little bit less of a, oh, this is always the effect you get from it, and now uh, plays a little bit more with whatever focus the Astrologian is using with their sect. Uh, Blue Mage, in preparation for the uh, big advances that we're going to see, I think it's, was it 5.11 or 5.15 that they had that? 5.15. All right. But they've got large potency increases across the board. Uh double in some cases, or pretty close to it. The suicide skills now give the uh, give a brush with death status that prevents reuse, rather than actually killing the user. So anyone who had wanted to use that to get onto the top of the Kugane Tower, Aww. sorry. Are you... <laughs> so you can't... Uh... No more suiciding to the top. Oh, that's nope. funny. Fortunately, I climbed and then did the jump at like 3 a.m. one night when I was having trouble sleeping. Don't forget the Blue oh, Mage exclusive leave. mount, according to Chili. Woo! Uh, they are making it easier to learn actions, make it even easier if you're in a duty and not using the undersized party. Uh, <laughs> duty. <sighs> um, several changes to the Masked Carnival for ease of use, being able to more easily recognize all uh, status vulnerabilities, and a filter for the Blue Mage spellbook that lets you easily find certain types of spells, looking on parameters like type of damage, uh, t or things like that. Okay. 
Uh, a lot of quality of life changes throughout the battle system. Uh, job resource costs are now displayed on some ability icons and not displayed on others where uh, apparently was getting in the way. And most jobs that have job gauges, it will now play a sound when the job gauge reaches its maximum. So it's a bit easier to recognize that, oh, hey, you've hit the cap, it's time to use this ability. Or it, in some cases, the sound was changed to make it sound different from another one that was popping off a la bar. Right. That's a, that is such a weird sound to hear now, isn't it? <laughs> Shink. Huh, I like it. It is a sound of promise. I am going to smack something in the face. And, and then you and you, you shoot it off and, and then you do not uh, get a uh, direct crit and you are sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one that people have been asking for for a while, leveling dungeons, starting with Heaven's Word, will now have a minimum eye level requirement. What is the point of having an eye level requirement for Heaven's Word? Uh, making sure that you actually have gear relevant for that uh, particular dungeon. I thought eye level was already out when Heaven's Word happened. Though. It was, but the thing they'd never implemented a minimum yeah. a minimum level for it. Uh, eye levels were pretty much just in the end game dungeon, so the yep. level fifty dungeons, then level sixty, and yep. so on. Whereas gotcha. when you're leveling up, you know, when you're going through like Dusk Vigil and uh, um, and and the like, you could run it on um, like level forty gear. You could be wearing your level fifty artifact armor set. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So, and, and and you would be if and if you were the tank, you would be super squishy. Yep. It sucks. Yeah, I'm hoping this means a little bit less of, for instance, people in a Castrum Abania party, uh, roulette with a level sixty weapon because they didn't want to bother. Well, I mean, they Come still probably on, could if if all the rest of their gear meets minimum my level. Well, I, the other thing is I would see people in these parties who stuff would drop that would be an upgrade for them, and they just pass it. Yeah. I don't that get it. That's why you need or greet everything, and then just, especially if there's no limitation to for the week. Yep. Yeah. Just take all the uh, gear, because you can, you can now desynth it. Yep, we'll be getting to that. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited about that one, too. <laughs> uh, Echo was added to Titania and Innocence, as well as Orban Monastery, which I suppose people are still struggling a little with Thunder God Sid. I'm shocked at how, but okay. And also to Eureka. Uh, this appears to be the traditional uh, nerfing of the previous uh, pat expansion's Relic Weapon quest line at this point. Now, I wonder uh, what that means for uh, Baldesian Arsenal. So... The Eureka's Echo, I did go ahead and test it out. It does seem to double your hit points, damage, and healing. Uh, they also made Notorious Monsters easier to spawn, and there's no longer a quest restriction on being able to use mounts in Eureka. Uh, but they did say those changes but do not apply to the Baldesian Arsenal. So we still need to gather a um, an alliance. Yeah. or three. It is still intended to be a, a big challenge. But for getting through the rest of Eureka and getting to that, uh, they just made it a bit more accessible. Womp womp. Uh, and they did, of course, uh, remove the exploratory missions to the Diadem. Thank God. Rip. Uh, let's, F, let's press F in the chat for Diadem, boys. And girls. Uh, nope. Not even happening. I'm so happy it's gone. <laughs> All right. Well, there's two. Uh, <laughs> PvP. Uh, there's lots of job action changes, and I'll forego a full summary, but a few notable ones. All jobs now get Bolt, which is a 10-second sprint, and Rearward or Vanward Potion, which is a charged self-heal that becomes stronger at lower hit points. 
Melee DPS and tanks have a shorter recast on that sprint, and they do have a faster charge time and more charges on their potions, since they're going to be in the thick of things a bit more often. Tanks now get a stun, healers get an instant cure status clear, melee DPS get a finisher attack that's stronger at lower target hit points, ranged DPS get a silence, and magical DPS get an attack that boosts the target's damage taken. Uh, there's lots of revisions to additional PvP actions, including replacing lesser-used abilities with new ones. And for job-specific abilities, the new stuff seems to focus a bit more on AoE attacks. Well, that's good, actually, because, I mean, yeah. you're getting... Generally, when you're getting attacked, you are getting, like, surrounded. Yeah, so having, like, huge clashes of group against group uh, seems like they want to be a bit more of a furious flurry rather than everyone trying to coordinate attacks, make sure you're all attacking the same person. Crazy. Uh, for frontline specifically, the wait time after death is now fixed at five seconds instead of uh, five seconds, increasing by five seconds for each death, how, and you automatically return to base at that time. How embarrassing is it to have to wait 35 seconds before you can rest? I fortunately never got that far. Oh, when, when I was going in there, you know, as, especially as a tank, you, you're targeted, you know, quite a bit, and... Uh, Sometimes you could get end up getting uh, killed quite a bit. Yep. Or, or maybe I'm just bad. I couldn't presume to comment. Hashtag uh, I'm kills, bad. Your kills will no longer <laughs> fill your teammates' adrenaline gauges. Instead, your teammates can fill their gauges by assisting in kills. Uh, this prevents one person who's getting kills from filling up adrenaline gauges for everyone, including people who may not even have been participating in the fight. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, if, you're, if you are all participating in the fight, it should still have the same effect, but now it's going to come from individually, my assist gave me that boost, rather than you killing stuff gave me that boost. Okay. Uh, upcoming, in front lines, upcoming objectives will be displayed on the map 30 seconds prior oh, to Oh, this is nice. This is nice. So things like the upcoming uh, Tomeless and Seal Rock, or uh, the notification about when the uh, drones are going to be appearing at the Borderland Ruins. Yeah, the Heliodrome uh, is really a nice one to have, because I can't remember the exact timings, and I don't always have that page up when if I'm doing Borderlands. Yep. So. Sometimes someone will call it out, but yeah. having that info handy means that there's more people who will be know what's going on, and it's going to make it a little easier. Because I, I always have my map up when I'm uh, when I'm running in uh, PvP, but uh, I don't you know always pay that close attention to the chat, unfortunately. Right. And the battle high is no longer based on kills. Instead, your kills and assists will contribute to a personal rating from 0 to 100, and every 20 points will boost your damage and healing by 10%, points being reduced by half when KO'd. Hmm. Uh, since this is something where battle high is going to be more widely available and kind of something that lots of people have, uh, the bonuses that uh, you would get for killing someone under the effects of battle high have been removed. So this should be something where, as the match goes on, rather than the very sharp increases you would see as someone went to four and then to those eight kills, often, like, there was a team that ended up going against in front lines, kept seeing them over the course of an evening, where they would together work to get battle uh, high and or battle fever and then become pretty much unstoppable. It was very frustrating. So it looks like we're looking at a little bit more of a, or of a gradation here, something that's not as devastating if you do get killed, lets you get back in there. It seems like something that they pulled from uh, the feast a little bit. Yeah. I could believe that. I mean, because, you know, with the, the, the coins and, and the... Uh, um... And, and, yeah, and the always, like of that. 
it's always a little frustrating when it's like feeling like, hey, I'm uh, on a roll. I'm going to sing. Okay, and now I'm stopped dead in the water. And, and having it where it's like, maybe I'm set back a bit, but I still have something and I can keep building with it. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Yep. And then you also forgot that they removed the 24 player battles. Oh, yes. Frontlines are now exclusively 72 player matches. Which I'm kind of okay with because those 8v8v8 battles were really, uh, they drug on a long time. Yeah. I always like hated for, getting those. For any kind of multiplayer battle thing, what you want is you don't want something where whoever's behind gets a catch-up mechanic all the time because then that just makes it take on and on and on. This is why the free parking space in Monopoly is a terrible idea. This is why people think games of Monopoly last for hours because they have a thing that makes it harder to land a killing blow. Sorry, I will rant about Monopoly at drop of a hat. Welcome to Monopoly so Radio. Anyways. Anyways. For crafting and gathering changes, uh, massive, massive yes. changes to crafting actions. Okay, uh, it's a whole new system for crying out loud. Practically. There's yes. no more cross-class actions. And uh, most other actions have either been removed or they've had their effects adjusted in some way. Oh, question for you. I haven't done a ton of crafting, but I noticed one of mine is, is unavailable. Are some of the uh, abilities now locked behind quests? No. Uh, what you may have is you may have a skill that was a cross-class skill, and now everybody has it. So while you have it in your list of actions, the action that you have on your bar is still coded to the cross-class, so it'll be grayed out. So you have yeah. to go back and add the new one because it's coded into a different spot. And I did, and it still says it's unavailable. Uh, which ability? Uh, it was actually... Uh, um... Uh, manipulation. Uh, manipulate upgrades to manipulate two now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so but still, I, yeah. yeah. If I try and put it on my bar, it, it's 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 a level the level sixty five one, and it says that it's um unavailable. I think it was manipulate. Oh. Maybe it's master's mend or something like that. It's the one that it's uh now allows uh, increases five every or for eight turns or something like that. That'd be manipulation two. That's manipulation okay. two. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm level 80 for crying out loud and it says it's a 65 class and it's not letting me use it. I would guess that something was pulled in probably because manipulation two was also a cross class. Yeah. Try pulling it directly from the ability menu at some I point. I did. We'll try it later. I mean, we'll it, it could have it. also That's been just a weird glitch or maybe because yeah. I was in the middle of a craft or something. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Success rate boosting abilities have been removed, and many of the abilities are now 100% successful. Except for Hasty Touch. Uh, well, the, uh, all, the ones that aren't are very explicitly high risk, high reward. For instance, Rapid Synthesis actually has a trait that upgrades it, so 50% chance for 500% progress. <laughs> That's insane. Yep. Uh, so yeah. Pretty much, like, the ones that have the lower chance, it's explicitly high-risk, high-reward. Like, you remember, I believe, Patient Touch, which uh, had a 50% chance that you come off high upward and it would give you two stacks of Inner Quiet instead of one? Mm -hmm. Yep. It now doubles your Inner Quiet stacks. Or halves. Yes. So, so you can go from 5 to 10, or you can go from 5 to 2. I think it's to 3, I but same yeah, difference. Yeah, I guess the exact rounding. Okay, 6 to 11 or 6 to 3. There we go. Yeah. But yes, very much high risk, high reward uh, type thing with them. I do like a couple of them where if you use like uh, um, Observe, it, it it gets rid of like uh, um, the uh, 
issue with it or it doubles its yeah. uh, it effectiveness. It goes from 50% to 100%. There's one for yeah. quality and there's one for yeah yep there are a number of other ones uh they had the two abilities that would be, be to be used on low level crafts one that gave the 50 percent quality boost and one that gave the 30 to 100 percent quality boost and they finally threw up their shoulders and said fuck it and now there's just one that gives you full quality and i love it yes i well, absolutely love it it was something that my buddy bannon even mentioned he was like i am level 80 i have the soul of a crafter do not tell me I cannot HQ a brass ring. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, it Speaking makes of, sense to be able to max quality the really low-level stuff. Yeah, in three clicks. Speaking of which, Soul of the Crafters now give 15 CP in addition to their other boasts. They sure do. And boy, has that come in handy. <laughs> I, get, um, I get very close to zero every time. Yep. Uh, lots of other changes, and I think people are still trying to work out uh, rotations and the like for them, but it's a lot of stuff is a little bit uh, RNG-ish, which I think people will appreciate. Uh, for um, those that like pushing one button and setting their controller down and making whatever, uh, if you need to build your macro and you're like me and are terrible at remembering the names of any of these skills, you can drag and drop the skills off the menu into the macro and what? then auto-fill the text. Isn't that neat? Wow. You, not, you can actually do that. It's wow. super, super helpful. Or you, you can, can like, go to like, I'm sure there's still a website out there that you can use to, to, to build macros too. Oh, there's there's calculators. Uh, shout outs to Tony Greco for having crazy good ones. Um, I'm sure they have to revamp all of them. Yeah. Oh, he did. Like he, he posted on Reddit. He was like, well, the last five years of my life is completely worthless. Uh... I'm hey, gonna take a week off. I'll see you guys in a bit. Because he's just like God. It's so had different. Had the framework. Like that, that's not wasted. He's not. It's not, and it's. It was you know, a, when you have. He still has the understanding of how it works. Just it's a right. lot different. Yeah. Um, so as soon so as you guys figure out what the best rotation is and how to make the best macros, let me know so I can cheat and, and re read off your paper, please. <laughs> In addition to the actual changes <laughs> to the actions, uh, quick synthesis was changed so that. As, uh, as long as you meet the requirements to be doing it, it will not fail. Uh, the con control boost uh, giving you a chance at high quality is now a much stronger effect. So if you have control well over the requirements, you're much more likely to be getting HQs. And they increase the animation speed of it so you can go oh, through your quick synthesis faster. So, I mean, it was synth, wait 10 seconds. Synth, synth. wait 10, 10 seconds. seconds. Well, not quite it that was, bad, but it was... Make a sandwich. Yeah. It was Knights of the Round levels of bad. Uh, and just as a general quality of life thing, items that are used only as collectibles, for instance, your custom deliveries things, will now automatically craft as collectible. Speaking... It actually labels it in the crafting log, yep. automatically crafts as collectible. Very nice. nice. And speaking uh, on, of custom deliveries... On... Oh yes, for custom deliveries, we do have the uh, new one in Norfrant, we have Kai Shear. We may remember as the one who was trying so desperately to get into Yulemore during the MSQ. <laughs> who is now... We are now helping out a club promoter. I feel a little gross. No, you don't. I'm okay with it. You like it. <laughs> Sarah, you like it and you know it. I, mean, I, I Once I realized, oh my god, he's a club promoter, I laughed at it for a while. I will say when I did my custom deliveries this week, instead of it taking two full macros and 18 lines to make any to make like a difficulty 2380 durability it took five buttons 
Yep. Like, it's a lot easier to well, get this up now. Well, if, if you're make, like level 80 and making something level 70 or below, yeah, it takes like nothing. Yeah, if you have anything at 80, you can just craft whatever and then turn it in on your level 57 crafter or 61 crafter or whatever, and it's fine. Yeah. For fishers, they've added the new metal spinner lure that ca uh, will specifically allow you to catch any custom delivery fish, which is a nice little uh, help there as well. That's cool. I didn't hear about that. Yep. Well, because my fisher is already level 80, and I'm not turning anything on in on fisher, so... But it's such an easy way to get yellow scripts for your endless bait needs. Yeah. Boost. <laughs> Everyone has the bonus. That's the one that I do. Uh, let's see. For uh, desynthesis, uh, desynthesis can no longer fail. Your skill gain will depend on the gap between your skill and the required skill for the item. There is a sweet spot for it. If you're uh, at desynthesis zero and desynthesizing I-400 rings, you're not going to gain as quickly as if you were doing stuff in the sweet spot, but you will gain skill on anything. Uh, the leveling rate overall is has been increased as well, and there's now no limit to your total desynthesis skill, uh, which means that all items that, like the uh, items that would reset desynthesis skill to allow you to allocate those points, are now obsolete. When your level is above that of the item being desynth, uh, you will get more items returned, and you will have a better chance for rare items. Uh, I actually was decided to go ahead and finally finish off my uh, anima gun while all this uh, over the last day or two, and so I was desynthing all the stuff that dropped from Brayflox HM. It was pretty nice. I'm really happy that, because that was something that we were a bit touch concerned about, was... What happens to the people that spent 4 million gil to max out that skill on alchemy or whatever? And now you go, well, cool, you can't fail. But because the skill is still there and you get more items and a better chance at rarity, those players that have those skills built up can still benefit. Have that bonus now. Yep. It's uh, a really good way to keep that balanced. Well, it, pretty much. It's, gonna it's make... not going to be something where they get to keep that benefit forever, but keeping that benefit forever would come at the cost of making it more. And with each new patch or each new uh, increase in stuff, it beca would become harder and harder for new people to get anywhere in these synthesis. Uh, the only th uh, negative I see out of this entire thing is now it's going to be a little bit harder to get uh, Grand Company um, seals. I mean, you'll have choices to make. Also, your your weapon is blinding. Yep. Ain't it grand? Uh, in my case, when I was doing all that, I went ahead and turned in all of the leather items because the, my leathering working was decent, uh, was already skilled up, and the leather, the stuff you get from it is not usable in building airships and submersibles. Mm. But oh my gosh, we got so much dark steel. It's great. That is a really good balance right there. Is, yep. Hey, this is max. I don't need it. So that's... It's a good example of how to yep. make your choices and make them well. But yeah, now uh, there actually are going to be choices, but people can focus a little bit on the stuff they actually want from it, which means these activities are valuable to a wider variety of players. Uh, gathering also had uh, some of its actions streamlined. Uh, shard crystal and cluster boosting is now done with a single action, which is also significantly less expensive in GP. You're not 400 anymore? Nope, 150. That's significant. Whoa, what? Yeah. Bounty of the 12 works on all crystal types. And star types and cluster types. 
So there you go. Uh, some of the ob some obsolete actions are upgraded to a better form. For instance, the HQ, uh, the second high quality booster, which is directly superseded by the third one, now just upgrades into the third one. Nice. Uh, the skill that allows you to see unspoiled nodes automatically activates when switching to a gathering class. It's and those uns. I was gonna see. I also noticed that I can still get the other one to turn on in a macro. Yep. So yeah, you can still have both active, but uh, it's something where it's not as necessary. I remember having to make macros just to not have to keep hitting that button every damn time. So it's oh, a little quality. Button. I still use it, so yep. you know, it's built the into my, my change of my job change there. Unspoiled nodes also no longer have out of reach items. All stuff is accessible uh, immediately. Thank God. Uh, Yep. Don't you you don't you still have to um, have the unknown bit for the first time? Uh, so they've changed it a bit. That uh, if it is your very first time, yes, you do still need to discover it. But that's no longer at a reduced chance of success. Oh, really? So it's no longer twenty five percent base. Correct. Holy shit! It will now shit. be based on your gathering as normal. That's pretty amazing, actually. Yep. This was stuff where it was like, it only affected the first time you got it, and then it never mattered again, and I think it was becoming more annoying than anything else. Yeah. For a game that's been around for a bit, where we have a lot of stuff, again, when you're having new players come in, it's not actually slowing down anything significant, and it's just kind of annoying. Yeah, I mean, the fact where if I forgot to go find a, a certain thing in ARR, and then I go, f I find it, and, I, and it's 25%, and I have to spend a 500, or 250 uh, GP um, skill to unlock it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just annoying. And then it becomes 100% automatically. Woo! Uh, the enhanced GP regeneration will now also boost the GP gain from gathering. So people would notice that their GP was regenerating at 7 at a time, but still, each time you gathered an item, it only went up by 5. And it's a tiny little thing, but uh, you're starting to get increases in that uh, boost from the actual gather now. Uh, stealth has been replaced with Sneak, which does not change your movement speed and can be used while mounted. Uh, and automatically which, happens, doesn't it? I'm not sure about automatically. I, I thought I heard somebody say that it, it, it's an automatic thing. Uh, I had to activate it manually, but I don't know. I haven't looked into it Or does much. it not uh, deactivate or something? It do I don't think it deactivates. Like, I, uh, I was able to talk to NPCs, I moved around freely, mounted, dismounted, did all this stuff without having to stress about it. Cool. Uh, quick gathering allows you to gather the same item from a node until exhausted. Uh, very useful for if you're going back and gathering some of that low-level materials. How long does it take? I have not tested it out yet. That could be really interesting if you're like, oh, there's nothing in this tree or whatever. You just go, meh, whatever, five ice crystals. And just grab them all in one hit. That would be really Pretty nice. much. It's like, yeah, I want to empty this out so I can make it respawn. And various other changes like that. Those were the most significant ones for gathering that I noticed. Very, okay. very, very cool. Mm-hmm. It definitely seems like something where they're trying to make crafting and gathering much more accessible. Again, it's... Uh, with something where if it becomes too difficult for new players, it ends up uh, choking off the economy. So you want something where newer players feel like, hey, I can get into this. Uh, 
uh, which also brings in the fact that crafting, gathering, and retainer ventures all have had their experience gains increase significantly. And in the case of leaves or grand company turn-ins, uh, they're a lot more forgiving and a lot nicer on the item requirements for them. So it's a lot easier to do those as well. And I've noticed when I'm doing leave turn-ins now for some stuff, instead of getting, it's like where I would get 730,000, I'm now getting like 2 million EXP yep. in, the, in the 60s. Like, it's nuts. They want us to be, they want people to be crafting. Level yeah. your crafters, and, people. And they uh, they don't want you to necessarily, like, the, especially the earlier level stuff. It's like, that was two expansions ago. We want you out of here by now. Get on to the new stuff. We don't want you to have to keep foundering around in here gathering materials for this. Go on. Why am I still get. teleporting to get. Heavensward Zones? Going, going, at, going for the Moogle quests? Not anymore. I've thankfully finished all that. <laughs> so let's see. For housing, we have, of course, the addition of new wards and the uh, purchase of private estates on select worlds. Yay, Spriggan uh, and Twintania. Yay, show them some love. Uh, we have a batch of new furnishings, including the winners of the most recent design contest, uh, a variety of stalls for outdoor market areas. I'm thinking of setting up a little farmer's market at my place. They're freaking huge. Yeah, They're massive. My FC has a flower shop. Yeah, I yep. I have like no space for, for those in mine because I'm it's all full. Uh, and they're also added, they also added uh, here and Ellison to your mannequin selection. Yay, so what's a mannequin? Your, uh, very, it's a thing that lets you show off your clothes by taking away weapon rack. by taking away slots in your uh, saleable inventory. Yeah, that part I don't like. I I get that they're working with what they've got. Yeah, and, but I mean, I do just wish there was another storage location instead, a la mm -hmm. eleven. So let's see. But uh, we it's have, a different game. Uh, of course, new orchestrian roles, uh, new fish for aquariums. I still have not caught a warden of the seven hues, but I know exactly what's happening with it once I finally get it. Going, uh, right, painting going on from the market board because it's selling for millions. Huh. I think. I don't I mean, know. There are people who are more flamboyant and with more money than me. Both of these are fixable. <laughs> Anyways. Uh... New uh, paintings of Shadowbringer areas and flower pot seeds. A new company workshop item, the Trader's Shop House exterior, which would go very nicely with those stalls, I suppose. And in addition to the new company workshop items, we have new submersible locations, treasures, and level cap. Woo. I should do continue to do those and maybe eventually build our second um, oh, submersible. I just built our third, which was called Emmett Sink, until someone came up with an actual decent name. Too oh, soon. Me like that. What is the decent name? Uh, given that uh, our free company is Phoenix Down, uh, ended up being the name of a character that was played by uh, Joaquin Phoenix. And we also have subnames have references what, Joker? to like, River Phoenix. Because a submersible is a River Phoenix. Meanwhile, what? we're over here with bacon maple bar like a fucking scrub, I guess. Mm. We just were like, what a, whoever was online at the day that it finished, we just, those were the people that named it. We've got Firebird, I, Thunderbird, and Hydrobird. I mean, I was also thinking of going back and renaming one of our airships Untitled Goose, so... We have the Unfathomable uh, Ooh, bacon maple bar. One. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one for a submarine. Yeah. 
Uh, so let's see. Gold Saucer, we've got the new gate, the Slice is Right. Who's tried uh, it? I haven't yet. It is quite interesting. Yeah, it features uh, Yojimbo uh, slicing various targets. I know at least some parts of it that I uh, saw someone doing were much like the Hashimal Towers or other mechanics like that, so maybe that'll be good practice. Except they're giant bamboo. And there's other stuff going on with it as well. The notes did say that in addition to MGP for the uh, number of rounds you survive, you also get it for fulfilling very special conditions. So I'm looking forward to seeing what those are. I've only seen it the one time, and it was fun. I want to keep. I want to actually beat it. <laughs> and they, uh, with that new gate, they do have changes to the gate schedule. Do keep in mind that gates do have a regular schedule, so if there's one you're looking for, there are specific times it can be up. Uh, with those changes, skin change we can believe in has been removed. Which one was that? That's the one where you have a, a bunch of people in similar garb, and you need to find the one who matches the person exactly. Oh, okay. That's... Alright, that's fair. Yeah. I was decent at it, but it wasn't that exciting. I get why they might have removed it. Go for they something more it... active and dynamic. They want it to be exciting. Yeah. And that's the big thing. And so your yeah, Jimbo is... Exactly. Uh, new triple triad cards and opponents. This does include a new card pack type that they are selling uh, at the MGB MGP Trader. And that's the only thing that they've really added. There's no other mounts or minions that they added yet. Not yet. And they did make some quality of life updates for Dome and Mahjong. Like, uh, which I really uh, do want to start up one of these days. An HQ um, texture pack, basically. Yep. Uh, and more forgiving stuff for if you get disconnected during a match. And uh, things to allow you to uh, find out and reach out to people you played matches with. Which is nice, because sometimes... Like I know I've used the the contacts list to either friend people or kind of take people under my wing and be like, let me teach you how to tank, or just never want to play with that person again. So being able to do that with Mahjong is going to be nice, too. Yeah. A batch of other miscellaneous changes. Not going to uh, list all of them, but just a selection. Performance has undergone its big revamp with the adjustable metronome. Ensemble play support, which provides tools to let multiple players coordinate their performance and handle server lag for that. Performance assist is a little tutorial thing that will provide note-by-note -note cues to practice a song. The song list is three items at the moment, but it's expected to expand over time. When are they going to add Never Going to Give You Up? That seems unlikely for a variety of reasons. They need to add Never Gonna Give You Up, because I want to Rickroll people in uh, 14. Well, what you can do is you can get an ensemble together, practice it, and then play it together. <laughs> and they did add a new selection of brass instruments, including trumpet, trombone, tuba, horn, and saxophone. Sax is not a brass instrument, it is a woodwind. Yeah, I know. And I'm very disappointed that, they're, that they mix it in with the brass instruments. Yes, yeah. I'm a band nerd. No, no, I mean, you're right on this. It has a read. I get it. <laughs> <sighs> I am going to call them out I, I, on it. I mean, I was a choir nerd, but there's some amount of overlap. I was both, technically. Nice. Uh, the gear exchange vendors do now allow you to filter their stuff by job, so it's a lot easier to find the stuff for the one you want and not accidentally misclick on the wrong thing and get yourself Dragoon stuff when you are looking for tank stuff. Just to name an example. 
uh, Norvant face <laughs> I'm sorry, but Chili in the chat. So now we can follow Rose with playing that song. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. <laughs> Is there any other use for a tuba or possibly a sousaphone? Uh, no. Other than the VeggieTales theme song opening? I don't think so. <laughs> Come on, that was a beautiful scene in Family Guy. Norvron fans have increased their bicolor gemstone cap and there are new items available. I appreciate that we can now get that tombstone display case for our houses. Are you shitting me? It is. Uh, I believe it is. Uh, the item is called an elegant tombstone of frivolity. <sighs> yep. I I need to have it though. Of frivolity. I need while to get one and put it behind us. Yes, while this we do. While this particular tombstone does not appear to have any function whatsoever, it does add a dash of elegant style to your interior. Be careful where you place it, however, as it will be even more useless if you accidentally step on it. <laughs> yep. 100 bicolored gemstones. What level do you have to be to get that? Uh, I'm not sure. It's sold by the Crystarium vendor. Okay, which means you have to be rank 3 in everything. Uh, but there's also a variety of materia, more of the uh, orchestrian roles, a lot of other options in general. Okay, so and most of them are probably from being rank 3 in, in most of the zones, which yeah, I, I am not yet. Uh, and treasure maps now have new items for Zonier, sk Zonier skin maps, as well as new things in the dungeons of Lia Lygia? I have no idea how to pronounce that. It's text, it's fantasy. Lygia. Just... Uh, it's vaguely Gaelic, which probably means I'm pronouncing everything. The dungeons of La Hi. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, a lot going on there. Uh... Definitely a lot that feels like it's kind of laying the groundwork for other things. They do, of course, have the Blue Mage changes coming up. Uh, sorry, I've been talking a lot. No, you're doing fine. I mean, if you need to take a break, just let us know. I mean, we can yeah. take over, too. And I thank you for doing that, because... Oh, sure. But we do have the Blue Mage changes, as well as the new... Uh, I believe it's... Is it a... So it's the Nadam. I want to say it was at a feast location... Uh, it's no, it's going to be a. Um, it is a new front. It's a new type of uh, um, PvP. Okay. I believe. Uh, so I and I don't. So I don't know what the exact rules are on it yet. We'll probably get to that in the next live letter. Um, but it's going to be taking place, I believe, in the Azim Step, and it's going to be based off of the uh, the Nadam uh, instance during uh, the uh, Stormblood MSQ. Yeah, I just looked up Danshig Nadam, and I got lots of information about how to go to the actual one in Mongolia. <laughs> Sweet, so we're going to Mongolia. Sure. Can I, can I get out worldwide? Can I, can I get some Mongolian grill to go with it? Mongolian barbecue is not. I know. You know what? Sure. I know it's not, but still, it's damn tasty. Yep. Ah, it does say new PvP frontlines map on Saul Hakir. So yes, it will be a new type of frontlines, but frontlines is kind of the overall thing for. Yeah, frontlines includes Borderlands, um, Seal Rocks, Shatter. Seize, Secure, Shatter. And then Don Shigna Dom. Kazoon Tight. Like, why you gotta be messing with that? 
I mean, alliteration is great, but it's also fun to just fuck with us, apparently. Yeah. Thanks, Yoshi. I mean, thanks, uh, Koji. And, and we will be having, uh, in 5.11, we will be having the Iscardian Restoration, uh, as well as the Epic of Alexander Ultimate. I'm looking forward to the uh, the uh, Ale the um, Ishgardian housing bit. That well, Ishgardian restoration. They well, haven't confirmed housing. Everybody thinks it's Ishgardian housing, and I know I'm the first person who says it hasn't been confirmed. But uh, I, I'm I'm saying that as as a quasi troll. But uh, it would be nice to see an Ishgardian housing zone. I, I'm not gonna lie; I would like to see it, and I may actually move for that. But it's um, trolling, but it's also wishful thinking. Exactly. I'm. It's a bit of both. Why not both? Yay. But um, I'm interested to see how that all works. I mean, because there's supposed to be, you know, those um, fate-like instances where uh, you're going to work with crafters and gatherers together to uh, perform a, a larger scale um, uh, operation. I want to try that. That sounds like it's going to be so much fun. I mean, it legitimately sounds like a, uh, a modified version of something like the, uh, um, what was that called in 1.0? Uh, Hamlet defense. Yes, that thing. Oh man! I, I know two people over at a another podcast called uh, Gather Together are interested in that. They always seem to bring it up. We're gonna have an awesome like content creators team for it too. That'd be cool. I'm, like I said, a good chunk of us are on Primal, so you know the ones that didn't uh, skip out to go to Greg. I'm looking at you, Fusion. <laughs> Anyway, every time I drive past the office where I think Fusion works, I'm like, I think I know somebody that works there, but I don't know them personally, and there's no way for me to find out. Okay, I just gotta know, like, maybe someone in the chat knows, why does the near stuff all have blindfolds, but they seem to be able to see just fine? They're robots. But then why have the blindfolds and eyes? Aesthetics. Uh. Okay. It doesn't make any sense, man. I got nothing. The PvP gear is super robotic, though. Oh, yes, they did add a uh, new Wolfmark gear, which, given that Garo is gone, this will have to tide us over. Yeah, you, suppose, you basically but... get your Metal Gear Solid ge um, gear now. Indeed. It looks very... Sleek. Ultraman-y slash Master Chief slash Iron Man. It's okay. I think it's cool. I'm glad it's diable. We'll take a peek at it. Are you gonna make it all metallic gold? Yes. Maybe. Mine's uh, gonna be red because red is the leader. <laughs> Ian says he stole his soul is blind too. Oh god. <laughs> I'm not even touching that one. Uh, on that bombshell. Well, that basically covers the majority of the patch. Um, I think it does. Um, so let's get in just, you know, because we talked all about the things that are, we got. You know, we haven't done everything yet. I um, mean, we haven't gotten everything yet. But of the things that we have had a chance to do, what are your overall thoughts? Uh, Plot-wise, I felt like a lot of the stuff that was going on in this one was more laying groundwork setting up for things that are going to be important later, which is fine. Like, not everything can be a super action-packed sequence. You want kind of your calmer, quieter bits, the bits where you're uh, setting things up and uh, taking care of that exhibition. Uh, there are lots of, there are some cute moments throughout it. China's is still my favorite ever. He's, he's pretty amazing. 
He's trying so hard. He's trying super hard. He's doing an amazing job. I did feel that that was a little bit um, kind of forced in there, though. That's my only complaint yes. about that. Um, and we'll discuss that more in uh, next episode. Yeah. How the story, I, the points that they had in the story were nice, but the order in which that they, they were proceed that they proceeded on and uh, how it was presented to us felt a little forced. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would have liked a little bit more story on the, the first bit that we were working on, but um, and I thought that, that was kind of cute, Espe especially how they ended up getting uh, a certain NPC to join us. That was kind of tricksy and, and evil, and it was. I was laughing my ass off. I was like, I can't huh. believe you're doing that. Yeah, <laughs> Alphano even. I know. I mean, I can I can understand Raha, but Alphano got in on that shit too. I mean, for those of you who know we're talking I, about, that I was, was hilarious. Very happy that they decided to write that the way they did. Yeah. <laughs> and and Aroy, um, there are bits in that story about his his, his about uh, um um. Uh, Lady Chai that I was just laughing so hard about. So okay, yeah. apparently most of that bulk is muscle. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we decide to bring lift a spoiler cap. We'll have to see what uh, what other uh, groups are talking about and how fast people yeah. are getting through the storyline. So yeah, like Dulia Chai, she's pretty big, and apparently that's mostly muscle. She was a Greco-Roman wrestler in in, in uh, before she came to uh, Yulmore, apparently. Oh. Or, maybe, or maybe uh um sumo who knows but that was yeah. that was I so good so much they are hashtag goals they are i mean they like I said, initially i thought that they were very vapid and uh, empty characters you know when we first met them but they really did build on them throughout the the 5.0 story and they continued that in 5.1 and i and i am for one i'm happy to see that mm -hmm. so huh. yeah if anything that we've learned from uh, from this game, Square Enix is very good at taking NPCs and turning them into important characters that we love and want to protect. All right, and, and have weird dreams about dot 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 question. I mean, I think in game, um, in game. I meant in game. I I'm pretty sure like uh, Matt Bayon like specifically called out all the uh, Crystal X Arcthirst. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, what did you guys think of, you know, I mean, overall, how, what, what was your thought of the way that the uh, Grand Cosmos dungeon played out, though? I mean, we, because we, we, we did talk a little bit about it, but we really didn't get into our thoughts on it. I felt so bad after that boss fight. I, I have thoughts. I don't think I want to do them now. I think I want to more spoiler out. Okay, okay, fair enough. If you, if it's spoilery, that's that's fine. I mean, but overall, I thought it was kind of a fun dungeon. Um, it, it had some a really interesting uh, um, look to it. Like I said, I mean, um, Renari is the one who actually pointed out the whole uh, Beauty and the Beast kind of vibe to it. Um, it reminded me of a uh, more brightly lit uh, um, uh, vault. Yeah. In, in in a lot of ways, and then like I said, when we had Sir this, Sir that, Sir the other thing. You know, it was like, okay, so now these are the, uh, the um, this is the, the Ishgardian Knights of the first. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Lake, the Lakeland Elfin Knights, they mentioned that in some of the various things. I just didn't realize that this was Ishgard, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
there isn't an Ishgard. There's uh, Lakeland, but then there's also Verbert. Which actually, um, the Ishgard area would be in the uh, in the Expanse area, I think. It would have been covered covered by the white. Uh, or the flood. Well, Verbert was part of it. Well, which is just was that okay? So what would I? So we can discuss this on in a more lore uh, segment when we explore yeah, Norvrand. If you're thinking of like Dravania and the like, yeah, yeah, that would the area that would have corresponded to Dravania probably got swallowed up. Well, I, I suppose we can we can do a deep dive and we can make this one a lore segment or something. You know, comparing um, Norvrant to Eorzea. Oh, and Heidelin. easily. Um, That'd be a lot of fun. It would be fun because we do. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff for that, but then there's stuff. There is plenty of stuff that doesn't neatly correspond. Yeah, so I mean, it would just be nice to kind of, instead of, you know, what your thoughts are on it, but what the actual um, corresponding, you know, map to map, because if you, if you overlay what's left of Norvrant onto uh, Eorzea, there are a lot of uh, direct correlations. Oh, yeah. It's not perfect. Uh, I mean, as was pointed out, even in the MSQ, uh, Eorzea has been rocked by, like, seven calamities. So there's a bit of there's some differences in the landscape. It's not perfect. Oh no, but no, there is but... a lot of resemblance. Okay, um, so in the chat, um, Chili is saying that there maybe was a mention that Ishgard was uh, um, roughly around where Ilmeg was. So you know, yep. Vorbert, I Il- suppose. Yep, Ilmeg was pretty much built on the remains of Verber. So. All right. Well, so like I said, like we can that get big, to it. the big central uh, pillar. That uh, central thing that the uh, castle is built on mm-hmm. kind of corresponds to where Ishgard is. Interesting. So it really is the the vault. Well, like the entire city of Ishgard. Hmm. All right. See, I thought that this was more towards the south. Uh, I'm just gonna need to get out a map and show you shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, anything else that you guys want to talk about, you know, non-spoilery? Hmm. Not related to 14? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean related to 14 at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless you can think of some other, you know, good Final Fantasy news that seemed to come out in the last hour and a half. Um, so let's see. I know it's not specifically related to the update, but because of the Garo stuff, I went ahead and decided to grit my teeth and try it and found that, hey, PvP was actually kind of enjoyable. Yeah, it we, was weird. We did a PvP night, you and I. Yeah. It was, it was a good time. I haven't done PvP since Garo came out. It was a great way to get uh, Moogle Tomes. Yep. Uh, I did not... Did not manage to actually finish the mount requirements, but I did get uh, two outfits and I want to say three weapons, including the two most important weapons. Well, don't worry, you'll be able to buy it in two years. Eh, I got the most important weapons. Did you buy your uh, your your invisible shield? Oh, I got that ages ago from the gold saucer. Uh, no, I got it ages ago with wolf marks, which I later regretted. Yeah, because you could have gone and bought the same thing for MGP. I, I- I am aware. <laughs> uh, All right. What was? But I did. Uh, I did get the black mage giant paintbrush and uh, the machinist holdout pistol. I got the. No, I didn't get that. The motto brush and the the micro pistol that some of the. Uh, I have a different little pistol. Really cool. 
there's a different uh, uh, pistol in the game, I think, too. But it's not like this. Oh yeah. You have a license to carry that thing, sir? Target <laughs> acquired. <laughs> <laughs> and here's me not caring. I, I, I've seen oh. your aim. Really? Ouch. <laughs> Rough. All right. Um, well, I guess that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please consider to like, subscribe, or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, or whatever your favorite uh, podcatcher um, is. And if it's possible, leave us a rating or review because it does help people find us and lets us know that you're enjoying the show. And if you really dig the show, please consider supporting us here at Twitch um, by subscribing at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio, where you will get access to uh, subscriber-exclusive emotes and uh, badges. Or you can be like our amazing friend Aurori Fenrir and support us out at patreon.com slash phoenixdownradio. All proceeds we get through those sources go towards... um, Hosting things like uh, ho- uh, covering things like hosting costs and allow us to do some of the fun things like some uh, giveaways, have some meetups, you know, good stuff, fun stuff like that. But any support you give, whether it's likes, emails, retweets, subs, donations, or whatever, it's always greatly appreciated. Uh, we love interacting with you guys and the rest of the community. If you want to catch up on any of our uh, back episodes or check out the latest news on the, on our website, you can go to phoenixonradio.com. If you have questions um, or you just want to say hi and uh, talk with us, you can check us out at podcast at phoenixstarradio.com and you can catch us on Twitter at PHXDN Radio. Uh, shout outs, guys. Uh, shout outs to uh, Ruby Hoka from Cactuar. Uh, she has been amazingly helpful watching her stream through Near Automata. Uh, was really a blast and now maybe I will actually understand what's going on in the raid. Uh, she means white mage and black mage. If you're on Aether, look her up. She's really cool to play with. Um, shout outs to the local Final Fantasy TCG team here in Western Washington. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have anybody going to Worlds, but we did have a ton of people go to Nationals. Nice. And we learned a lot and had an absolute blast. Opus 10 pre-release is this weekend. If you haven't gone to one, find one. The set is amazing, and there's a lot of really neat Brave XVS cards. If you like Brave XVS. I don't. I just like the cards. Because they're powerful. And how can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Talos Marvelous. Uh, my icon is me with green hair. If you see me in real life, I currently don't have green hair. Working on it. Um, I'm also around on 14. I play on Hyperion with these awesome fine folks. And you can find me at Talos Marvelous. Thank you much. Sarah. Uh, shout out to Sweet... I've mostly been do a uh, shout out to uh, Kyle Spender for uh, going along with me to actually get those last four primals uh, for the gun that I couldn't solo myself. Uh, very much appreciated. I will probably stop saying terrible things to you at some point. No, you won't. Don't no. lie. Uh, shout out to Azim Gubori, who has been uh, redecorating our FC house. Pretty much unilaterally because everyone else had just left it as it is for I don't know how long. And it's starting to actually look really cool. Uh, good job on that, man. I'm really pleased for the initiative and your design sense. Is it the first, uh, like, since even I left? Yeah. Wow. I mean, because I can there remember when we, when we put that... Apathy. I remember when we put that together, like, uh, um, Misty had done one floor and I gave somebody the uh, go-ahead to do another floor. And then, yeah. So that's, like, six years of... Uh, 
um, sameness. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool that, that that's just being redone. Awesome. Yeah. No, it makes me happy. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at F-F-X-I-V-S-E-Y-R-R. Oh, my. And uh, Where I yeah. every so often post uh, cool stuff that I found at the library or things that I cooked with my friends. Yay. What are friends? Just kidding. They're the people who uh, you go to pet sit for them and then you get to play Beat Saber. Uh, I, I don't have any of those then because I've never played Beat Saber. Mm. <laughs> just kidding this sounds like a personal failing yes I failed womp womp well I'm going to shout out you two thank you again for uh, your help as I've been setting up for extra life this week um, so yeah, it was very nice for you to uh, get the notes re- ready for me Sarah and uh, tell us I'm sure you did something too <laughs> I actually totally didn't I went I was like I'm going to help mm. with notes I'm like nah Sarah's got it <laughs> okay thanks for your apathy Awesome! Perfect! I can accept that. I appreciate the vote of confidence. I, Dude, you are awesome at research. Yeah, no, it was very, very well written. I appreciate that. Um, though, like I said, the lack... I suppose because I always seem to be the one who did the game and community stuff, right? Right. I, so that's the only failing you had, but you know what? Otherwise, wonderful job. There wasn't much this week, so don't feel too bad. No. <laughs> wow. My, my community was focused on the TCG. You know, and I, 5.1, so I was like, uh... I do I remember seeing something about the TCG coming up, but there was no news about it in, 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 in my just very cursory search that I did, like, three seconds before the show. Yeah, it's the the pre-release for Opus 10 is this weekend. I went to one last night, to one on Monday. Okay. Um, the set will come out in about two weeks, and that's when it's probably going to start really getting big. Plus, mm. Worlds is in a couple of weeks. Mm. Once that happens... We're going to be starting a whole new season. That's going to be that's going to shift how they do their marketing. So you might see a little bit more of it. Gotcha. I also want to throw a shout out to Renari, to Nicknar, and to Daltrea for stopping by here, helping me uh, and supporting me in person here um, for Extra Life. It's been very helpful. Thank you very much, guys. Um, yeah, and as Rory says, don't forget about Cackpot. Um, so make oh, sure shit, to yeah. check your Cackpot <laughs> after you. the show. Um, oh, hey. So for our We've got a chili with a very modestly covered face, like a proper dwarf. And a beard. And he's dancing sillily for us. Like a proper dwarf. And and shout out Not to like Chili for dancing so jolly for us. Hellies, why are you sitting around with your uh face uncovered like a hussy? Because uh, he's not from the first I have, because I have really cool sunglasses. Yes. <sighs> so for my co hosts, Sarah Tomono. <laughs> Or tell us marvelous. I'm Klaus Nightbringer. Wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining us again. And you guys take care. Have fun. Or don't. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at YouTube.com slash Guilty Gear Rocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarLinker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash GuitarLinker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.